0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Back for another season of fun. Hopefully you are ready. We're going to be expanding this thing, sharing some really fun updates starting next week. Better tune back in. We're going to have more to come. Exciting opportunities for you to get involved in you. Hear more from the people we're bringing on this show and beyond. We're starting this week off back from break with a marketer Megan Noel from Travis Security. She's talking about how to earn attention from challenging audiences. We can't all market to marketers. Sometimes our audiences are different. She talks a little bit about starting up at Trava, how she built to go to market and what she is doing to earn trust with an audience of people that aren't marketers like her. I think it's a really good conversation. Make sure you tune in, go follow them, see what they're doing. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a marketing friend that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Excited for this conversation. This is this topic is something that I have been thinking about for a long time, and my guests and I were having a side conversation, and I was like, you know what? I think this would be good to share with all of you. I'm joined by Megan Knoll, who is the Director of Marketing at Trava. We're going to be talking about how to stand out and earn attention in a crowded market. Um, We're going to learn a little bit about the space she markets in, kind of the busyness of it and things that she's doing um, to stand out. But without further ado... We're recording this on Thanksgiving week. It's a short week. We were just talking about that. Priorities still got to get done. We're trying to make make it happen. But Megan, how are you? Welcome.
1: I'm doing well. Nice to be here. Thanks for the thanks for the invitation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe a little bit of background first on kind of Trava the cybersecurity space. Kind of what you all are doing, just in case anyone out there is unfamiliar.
1: Yeah, so Trava is a relatively new company, only been around since 2020, so had to navigate the fun of the last couple of years and do it in, like you said, a crowded space, right? So if you Google cybersecurity companies, we are one of not just hundreds, thousands of companies out there, but um, so we have a great product that does um, risk assessments and essentially Takes customers or small, and medium-sized businesses where they are currently in their cybersecurity posture. Um, normally, they are confronted with some kind of uh, pressing issue, like a compliance issue. They want to sell to enterprise. They need to set up their security program for the very first time because as a small business not necessarily the first thing in the forefront of your mind. And so we have a great product, like I said, but our people are spectacular. So we, our team sets up these businesses to uh, get to where they want to be in their compliance journey or their security journey and get some roadmap and tools and on the way to be avoiding any kind of vulnerabilities or breaches. Them. And that's in a nutshell, kind of what we do.
0: I love it. And I, I think uh, obviously cybersecurity space is a good one to talk about and being crowded. A lot of vendors want to talk about kind of what you're doing to stand out. But I think you said something that I'm interested in chatting a little bit about a uh, newer company. I know you're, uh, you know, being a, a marketer that is kind of there at the beginning of a new company forming in a crowded space, maybe like, share a little, cause I think there's a lot of people out there listening, marketing teams of one few, um, you know, have a working at a company that's, you know, growing, trying to figure it out. So maybe share a little bit of perspective on just like your, your mentality of joining a new business as a marketer and just like your approach out of the gates, because there's so much we can do, but I'm curious, just like areas of focus um, just at the beginning um, for you.
1: Yeah. So it's a little daunting as you probably can imagine. And you've been in it yourself yes. and uh, in, in, in these shoes, but the, I mean, you're faced with everything in front of you, right? Like the, when there's very little or n- no marketing strategy in place, it's exciting because you get to, I mean, I get to pick every anything that I want to do. And, you know, let's guide the, the whole direction of the marketing department from, from the jump. But at the same time, it's like, Oh no. <laughs> it's it's all on me. If I don't if I screw this up, then there's nobody to to kind of turn to and be like, well, you know, didn't work. So, I, our focus has been truly on content. That's kind of where we've we've obviously set up a number of channels and a number of strategies, but where we're leaning heavy is on our content both SEO, SEM, um, just kind of thought leadership in general and being able to, like you said, we're in a crowded space. How do we not be like everyone else? I always say you kind of conjure up this idea of cybersecurity companies and you Picture in your head. What do you picture immediately? Like a man in a hoodie sitting behind a big screen, numbers on it, right? Dark room, <laughs> it's scary, and it's. Um, so we're trying to flip the script a little bit on that one and say, look, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be scary. How do we position ourselves as a brand to, and as a team of experts to be able to kind of come in as the less scary partner and not someone that's like, you have to have this or you're gonna your, your company's going to go under, which is the reality, but we're trying to be a little bit more friendly about it.
0: I love that approach and it's incredible. I'm sure we're going to get into it, just content and how that can help flip the script instead of like instilling fear. I'm sure through thought leadership, you can, you know, start to inspire. So I think that's super cool. And I want to maybe talk about just like the busyness of it all. So like, I I don't know about you, but I, you know, inevitably, it's, you know, a couple times a day, it's like, you, you pull up LinkedIn, you see what's happening. And it seems like almost every other post is about like, you know, our company starting this category, we're doing this category work. And I'm thinking about that. And it's like, that seems cool. But it also seems really, really challenging to try to like, I know, being a marketing team of one, and I'm sure you can relate, it's it's already a challenge enough with like, with um, the market being established. So I'm curious, just like, although like the categories and cybersecurity is like a really busy one, like what are maybe some advantages you have that there are existing players in that space as you're trying to, you know, figure it out?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's challenging because there are a lot of, a lot of people in the space. Exactly. Like you said, I think that the, the conversation around starting a category can get a little bit, I don't know if trendy is the right word,
0: <laughs> but it might be, it might be, <laughs> but
1: I think that, I think being forced to focus on how can it is crowded, how can we be different? Uh and and not just I, th- I think that the the standard answer would be we have to think outside of the box. Like how, how do we how do we do something different? How do we advertise differently? How do we position ourselves differently? When in reality it's more not yes, outside of the box, but being a little bit more introspective about who are our customers. There's a uh there's a Seth Godin quote that says, everyone is not your customer. So being able Mm -hmm. to kind of look at that ICP, look at that customer journey truly, and figure out why are people drawn to us, the people that have paid money to become our customers? Like, why did they come to us? What are their pain points? And so we've really had to focus very heavily on Mm -hmm. that aspect of marketing beyond the, you know, fun outliers, like the you know, TikToks or the, you know, advertising strategies or the, anything like that. It's truly about how do we get our messaging right? How do we connect with the people that are are coming to us already?
0: I love that. the You said something there with, uh, I feel like that's another thing you hear a lot. It's like, well, you know, everyone's our customer, but oftentimes like the advantage is to sh- shrink the sea of your market so you can, you know, define focus. And then so that you can, you know, you know, crystallize your message so that it reaches the exact person. I would imagine like the ICP process is a part of like the building blocks that, you know, day one, you, you're kind of came in as the marketing leader to try to understand who we're trying to market and sell to. But maybe maybe talk a little bit about just like the building blocks that, you know, you're working through or that you think marketers uh, should have in place before we start to try to separate out from kind of some of these incumbents or existing players in the market?
1: Yeah, we, I mean, so we had an ICP and I think especially as a new company, it's, it's really hard to say no, especially initially to, to people who want to give you money, but, you know, we're going after small and medium-sized businesses as our customers. And people are often say, why aren't you going to go after the big guys, go after the people, the enterprise customers when we had to really kind of sit down and say, no, 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 this is who we're designing our product for. This, this is our, this is the, the market that we want to target and be able to kind of be a little bit selective. But with that, the building blocks, I think, come with not only identifying who those people are, not just who you think they are or who you want them to be. It's kind of like, all right, who are they actually after you get those first you know, dozen or so customers? And then figure out the messaging and admit it, transparently, we're still working on how do we become clear? I mean, it's a constant evolution of, okay, we're not doing this right. We got we gotta evolve into, you know clearer messaging and clearer um, just how, how we're positioning ourselves in the market. But I think beyond the messaging and the ICP work, it's just again, being introspective and being how, how can we be authentic as a brand? and it's easy to fall into i always say those those you know traditional marketing strategies and roles or look to your look to your competition and try to emulate what they're doing when truly you should take who you are as a brand and turn that into how you want to be seen by your by your potential customers and your customers but so so really establishing that authenticity about who you are is is really a foundation
0: yeah, so there's so much that you said there that I I want to gr- grab a hold of. I think one one is uh it's yes, it's really hard to say no early <laughs> stage company out of the gates. And what I've experienced in just going through this almost 2 years over here at the juice is that You say yes to everybody, but then you realize through that life cycle of them being a customer, if they're actually a good fit or not. And if they're not a good fit, chances are they probably churn and they, you know, they don't renew, you know, for your product. But then during that process, it's like living, breathing, it's ongoing you're just constantly evaluating and you're trying to fine tune based on customers coming in, customers that unfortunately might be leaving. And I actually think like if customers leaving, it's actually really good uh, learning for, you know, everybody in the business. A lot of what you said too, it was like kind of coming from a place of abundance where it was like, all right, like where you want to focus on this segment. We want to try to you know, build for them. i um, not build for everybody right out of the gates. How much of like your role, early stage marketer, busy category, is like connecting with your your product team and talking with you know your sales team and and just constantly having conversations about things you're hearing, things you're saying, what's working, what's not.
1: Again, transparently, I think initially when I started, I was not. As strong in that category of making sure to connect with product and with sales, but you very quickly learn, especially in a small company, the how crucial that is. Because if you're not uh, on the same page as the the rest of the company, you're not all speaking the same language. Then you can very quickly get disjointed. I had, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, because I I thought he was a great guy, (laughs) our sales leader moved on to a new role. I had to step into the sales with, with my CEO for a period of time. And I was really lucky. And I say that, you know, half kidding because I was, I'm terrible at sales. So (laughs) lucky. And then they were kind of unlucky at the same time, but still. Uh, I was lucky to step into that seat to be able to see like the inner workings of the sales department from a marketing seat, and I'm like, okay, I get it. We we have to have, we have to be on the same page. We have to uh, we we have to kind of be connected with all arms of the business as a marketing department, or we can very quickly get get off track. So I think that that's great. So now we have a new sales leader now, and we're we I mean might as well kind of live next to each other because we're talking so often,
0: but yeah, if you want to get the real st- story and you're a marketer, <laughs> go out and try to do sales for a little oh, bit. Gosh.
1: <laughs> and learn very quickly what you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's great. And it, and it goes back to those original kind of conversations or those about like, I mean, you, it, marketing and sales are always the, the the historic feuds, right. Of like, it's, we need more leads. Well, if the leads were better and like all these things, um, if that sales and marketing departments kind of feud about, but once you get on that same page, it's, you know, I feel more connected to the revenue numbers and I feel more connected again, speaking with the product team about what they're developing and then they feel more connected to the messaging. So it's all kind of like you know, a whole circle of trust <laughs> in the in the uh, company when you have that transparency.
0: No doubt about it. I want to talk about back to kind of things you're you're doing to separate and maybe become uh, more approachable. I think you you said it up front. It's like when I think of you know whoever is in charge of security or cybersecurity. You know, I'm thinking of the dark room. I'm thinking of the big monitors. I'm thinking of maybe the hoodie up, headphones on, watching a bunch of screens, doing a bunch of things to keep our business safe and. You think about that for a minute, you take a step back as a marketer, you're like, all right, how, like, these people are, you know, their job is to evaluate and have a critical eye on everything. How, as marketers, knowing the perception from most of the time, maybe this audience is, you know, marketing's fluffy, marketing, like, (laughs) I don't need this, like, this is, you know, this isn't helping me. Like, I can imagine that's a challenge, right? To try to break through and reach these people. I'm curious, I know you've probably studied, had customer conversations, tried to understand like what are the best ways to to reach this audience like what things do you think you're doing in the early stage to become for for the travel brand to become more of a magnet than maybe some of your your uh, competition are doing? What kind of things stand out to you in the early days?
1: Yeah, I think you know, I think it goes beyond the, the drop down menu of how did you hear about us? Right. So it is those customer conversations, like you said, is it's not just how did you get here, but it's like, tell me about your journey. Like, give me, give me your perspective. And what we kind of learned was it, when it was fairly obvious, once we discovered it or uncovered, it was that the, our customers are you know, IT folks, or they—they may be techy, but we were assuming that just because they were familiar in the tech space, that they were familiar with security, which that is not necessarily true. So, uh, being a fluffy marketer paid off a bit because I could take that engineering speak and the, the the expertise from our security teams and say, "Look, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not a cybersecurity <sighs> expert." How do I diffuse this enough for you to, to understand why this is important? So it was really identifying that, that that our audience doesn't know much about security, doesn't know more than many people do about security just, just because they're techie. So I think it truly is going back to listening and digging in and, and going a little bit deeper in those conversations to be able to uncover the true pain points and the true like positioning of where they are in their, their journey to find a solution.
0: So uh, the, how important has it been to use internal members of your team to build credibility? I've been in that spot before you, I, I'm not a security expert. I've worked at, in K-12 education, I'm not an educator. So it's like, I can go out and say something or put a blog post or do something. And it might fall on deaf ears because I don't have the the credentials or credibility. But I think maybe there's an opportunity. I'd be interested in hear, to hear how you approach this: is to use maybe internal voices to help validate the the business and the brand and how you all are going to market.
1: Yeah. So obviously, being a small company, our CEO was doing sales for a period of time, right? And the the benefit of that was he's an ex Purdue professor, right? He was a professor for over a decade at Purdue, so when, when he was communicating with potential customers, it was not a, he, yeah, he brought the expertise. He was an ex FBI. He essentially has been in cybersecurity since cyber before cybersecurity was a thing and literally wrote the textbook on it. And so he had that expertise, but was able to speak to customers in a way that was like, look, if you don't, you know, disarm them a bit and say, here's what I think. If you choose to go with us, great. If not, here's the information you need when you go find another solution. And I think just that approachability and that humanity, and again, back to authenticity really benefited us because once people saw, okay, he's not just trying to make a sale. He's not, you know, he doesn't have a playbook of of terms. He's going to make sure to throw out to close the deal. He was just truly educating first was what really, has impacted kind of our, our sales process in general.
0: I love that. Maybe you touched on it earlier when we were talking about, you mentioned messaging and how, you know, we're still working on it. I feel like any company, no matter what size or scale, you should always be evolving and working on your messaging. I know that's something I can relate with, but maybe like in thinking about like what you're hearing from internal people your customers like how are you thinking about messaging and how are you trying to use it to your advantage in order to like maybe talk or sound a little bit different than some of the competition in your space
1: again it's that it's the simplicity people don't understand what like do you understand what cybersecurity is like no people are just sort of like oh you know crap, I saw this thing on the news and like, I'm a small business. I want to sell to this larger customer. They're they're requesting that I I get this certification or or compliance framework, and I don't know what to do. And so they kind of blindly are going into these conversations. And so keeping the messaging simple and being like, look, you don't, it doesn't have to be complicated. We will do these things for you and you don't have to fully understand you don't need to to be the expert we will be the expert so i think it's kind of taking that weight off of people's shoulders and really keeping it simple and and, and making it okay to say if you don't know that's okay uh, we actually have a we have our own podcast called the tea on cybersecurity where my content person Jara, who does not is not a security person asks those hard questions and says, look, I don't get it. Like explain it to me in a way that you would speak to your child. (laughs) How, how, How do I, what's, what's an open port? Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Where do I find that? You know? So I think it's not only approaching it and saying like, look, nobody knows exactly what this is, unless they're a security professional and it's okay. And also we can, we can take that burden off of you as well. So back to that authenticity, back to that approachability and the, the, the whole true trusted advisor kind of vibe that we're going after.
0: So I would imagine like you, you mentioned content earlier, but like, you know, early stage trying to separate doing a bunch of different things, how, like it's, I think it can be, especially, I feel like, every marketer I I speak with is like, you know, top scale in terms of ambition, wants to do, 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 go, go, go. Some stuff doesn't work. Some stuff does. When you're in this mode and mentality, when you're a small team, I guess, how do you, how do you know when things are working? Like what is your evaluation process? Is it just like gut feel? Is it, is there tracking involved? Like I'd love to hear how you're thinking about that.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I track. I try. To tra- I try to track as much as humanly possible. I'm sure you do too. Uh, there's, I'm a data nerd, so I'm always looking at the numbers and I'm trying to figure out, you know, connect the dots and w- what's the attribution, what's the ROI, right? Uh, as most marketers do. But like you know, I mean, there's this, you know, s- sexy new word, the dark funnel, right? So there's there's a lot that happens that we don't know about and we don't know what's working and know, 50% of marketing works and we just don't know which 50%. So you have to look at probably engagement as a kind of a a big indicator. What are, Mm. what are people interacting with? What are people reacting to? What are they sharing? What are they, uh, what are you hearing from your customers, your, your current customers, your new customers? Are you hearing about yourself from partners? Are they wanting to get involved and do some kind of co-marketing? So I think it's just, being aware and paying attention to what is happening around you to an extent. And also, I mean, if you're not going to know, you just kind of have to go back to your gut and figure out like, who are we as a brand and kind of lean into that as much as you can, but know that it's okay to pivot and be willing to pivot at any moment in time. Right.
0: So the, I want to maybe hit on this before we get out of here is just, you mentioned the podcast, right? If the (laughs) podcast early stage, like that's an experiment, I would imagine like, (laughs) and there's a bunch of these things. You just like place a bunch of uh, chips down and you're like, all right, which, which one's going to, which one's going to take us and let's get rid of these. So maybe like talk a little bit about just like, you know, busy category, newer company, small team, the role of experiments, how you approach them and some things that, you've seen have worked for you that you want to invest maybe more in and maybe some stuff that hasn't necessarily gone your way?
1: I mean, there are so many things that have not gone my way, (laughs) 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 uh, uh, but there are so many things that have gone my way too. So, I mean, it's just, and you have to be okay with that. You have to be willing to experiment and not, and know when to, when to fold them. Right. You gotta, the, uh, the, the good thing about marketing is that every day is different and every single day i wake up and i have 20 new things on my plate and they're all completely different and it's exciting and scary but if your day if you're not changing and you're not doing things and it doesn't look different every day then you're doing something wrong you you have to kind of stay agile you have to keep learning you have to keep watching you have to dig in and then be willing to just react. So, as far as what's working and uh, what's
0: not working,
1: yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes, everything and and nothing. So, um,
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I, I I absolutely can totally relate to that. For every ten things that don't work, there's maybe one or two that do, and it's like you got to brush yourself off and keep keep trying. I know there's a lot of uh, listeners out there who are early stage, you know, marketers, teams of one to uh, work in crowded spaces. So I think this episode and this conversation will be valuable to a lot of people out there. Before we let you go, is anything uh, travel related? You want to plug anything going on? Where should we point people to?
1: Uh, Yeah, just go we, TravaSecurity.com. You can go check out our blog. We have a ton of free resources. We're we're leaning into that, uh, the education thing. So if you have any kind of curiosity about what is cybersecurity, you want to spin up something, just go go investigate, check out our tools and, and reach out if you need us.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Megan. You take care. Yep. You too. Had a blast talking to Megan. So much that we can learn there. Hopefully you are up and running, ready to go. I appreciate you spinning the first part of your new year listening to Modern Day Marketer. We're going to be sharing more info on what's happening with this platform and this brand starting next week. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back.